Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is the wonderfully talented Haley Coxon. She was born into the bike life, born and raised on the Isle of Man, TT. She has the stories to prove it. We talk about just being born around the motorcycling world, uh, the motorsports world, and how holistic medicine helped her, how she went uh, and on a journey to, and, and discovered ayahuasca. Um, it's a fascinating talk with a fascinating woman. She travels the world. She's grateful for her life, and she wants to help people have a better life. So enjoy my talk with Haley Coxon. Yeah, I've been away traveling, but now that I'm back, and boy, do I have a guest for you today. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm just, it's like Christmas for me. It really is. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. I've been gone a long time. Like I said, I've been working. And this guest right here is like my Christmas come early. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Not going to say too much. But I will ask her this. What's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh. Uh, Elton John. Which one? Stepping It's Christmas. I've never heard. Have you heard that, Wyatt? What? I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard that. Elton John stepped into Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's great, Jane. Are, are you a Christmas person? I definitely, yeah, for sure. I was just telling Wyatt, my producer, I was like, I just, I hear Christmas music and I cringe. And then I said that, but I had about four songs that I told him to listen to. My favorite, I think it's John Lennon's So This Is Christmas. Oh, yeah. If you, hear, if you hear that one and you're not ready, you'll start bawling like a little kid. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> the Mariah Carey one, when that starts, it's like, oh, okay, that, it feels like Christmas. If I hear Mariah Carey, I want to go kill and kill again. If yeah. I hear Mariah Carey. <laughs> it's so cheesy, but it's great. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. I think for me, it goes John Lennon and then the Eagles. The Eagles. Ooh, okay. Um, my and and the third and third and fourth, Bruce Brickstein and U2. Ooh, I like it. U2, to me, is probably one of the greatest bands in history of rock and roll. And Bruce Springsteen is a black man. The way he does his music, the way he stands up for human rights and, and unapologetically. He got booed at his own concert. Bruce Springsteen is a black man. And he, I love him with a fist in the air. Who's, one, who's your favorite artist when it comes to music? Um, I've been getting into country music of late. So, um, new, new country lot, or old country? New country or old? Uh, new country for now. Um, Chris Stapleton for me is just like, oh my God. World. Tennessee whiskey? Um, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, I'll get a plane to Liverpool right now and we'll listen yeah. to that song and we'll drink some Tennessee whiskey. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> who, who are your favorite artists in uh, country music since I brought it up? Uh, I, um, Chase Rice, I was into, I went to see last year, Morgan Wallen, obviously. Um, the, do you know, the Teskey Brothers is a recent thing for me, but they're not really classed as country, are they? Would you say, what would they say, soul, kind of jazzy? I don't know. Are they country music? Everything crosses over nowadays. I mean, yeah. everything does, which I think this is... And I say, unless you watch, the, don't watch the news. And this is the best time to grow up in because everything's on the table. People who were normally shunned 
are now they have a voice and they and they have their own group that they can identify with and feel comfortable around, which I think is great. People, you know, they had to hide and you know, like this is the real me, but I can't. So now you can be who you are now because everything is wide open. Don't watch the news. I personally think people get along. I think people get along better now because now you get to talk to people who you normally there were walls up and you like and oh you don't talk to those people because blah blah blah. Now everything's out in the open. And that's why I'm talking to you now. Because oh. Saturday night, Saturday night was like one of the, no, Sunday night, one of the greatest Sunday nights night, of my life. Yeah. I'm dancing. Yeah. I, I, just, I went and did, I did a podcast, came back. It's four o'clock in the morning. I walk in. Who dances with a beautiful woman at four in the morning? I do. And it wasn't so bad. In fact, that you were beautiful. We were having a good time. I was being respectful, even though I was had bad intentions. I was still being respectful. <laughs> I was still being <laughs> I was still being respectful. And I was like, my God, this woman's gorgeous. But we got to talking and I swear, and I'm not uh, patting myself on the back, but when we started talking about what we were talking about, I saw a glare, uh, like a, a gleam in your eye, like, like a spark, like I hit something that we were both were passionate about. And obviously it's motorsports, but I mentioned, I said, you know what, for some reason, I don't know why we started talking about self-help. And, and I said, the secret and Project 369 are my great, great, uh, best books to get you back on the positive track. And, and I said, I usually don't put you on the spot, but I really want you to be on my podcast. And man, you were like, yeah. And I could tell it wasn't just a yeah to blow me off. Like this guy might be just, you know, like I said, trying to get some bad intentions. But I, I knew that you knew that I was sincere about it. And I just, I, I felt that connection with you because I felt that you, I, I just, honestly, I felt that connection because I, you live in the life that I, you, I feel like you're the female me. You know, I, I asked people, I said, were you, uh, did the bike life find you or did you find the bike life? You were born into the bike life yeah. on yeah. the Isle of Man. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Do you feel like, I mean, do you feel like, do you take it for granted or did you know you were uh, dealing with something special? I, I'd never take it for granted. Every time I set foot in that pit lane, because my granddad lives just near the start finish line. So I always take a walk to my best friends from my granddad's down through the pit lane. As soon as my foot sets, my feet set foot on that ground, it never grows old for me, never, ever grows old. And it, I just never take it for granted. It, granted, it's insane. You know, it's to have grown up in that as well. So my grandparents had a hotel on the Isle of Man. So we grew up living for the TT and living for the people that came over at the TT. And my nan had me in there working from like the age of 11, scrubbing the bathrooms and giving the breakfast to the guests. And But I loved it. I loved the buildup. I loved waiting on the steps of that hotel, watching the bikes come off the boat, filling the promenade up. And, oh, the energy it gives me goose pimples. It's just, it's insane. Um, and it'll never, ever get old and I'll never take it for granted. How many years is it that, that you've been going to the Isle of Man? Even though you were born into it, how many years do, do, do you well, recall? I, I grew up there. So I, um, uh, and you're 21 uh, now. my age. No, you're, you're 21 now. I mean, oh, probably 22. Yeah. Probably 22. So 21 now. years. 21 years. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, growing up, I was told to stay away from the bikes because I, I grew up on <laughs> my mom's side of the family. It was a business. It wasn't the racing. And then as I got older, I got into the racing. And then when I started working in it, I then just, yeah, there's, there's no going back. So as much as I was fascinated by it, because I'm a sports girl, I love my sports and just it being on my doorstep as well, you know, it just, it was insane to me. And then from a social aspect, how the island changed every year when everybody came over. So it, the population increases 
it's uh, half, so it's almost double, just under double of the population, the people that are coming in, people leaving, etc. It's incredible. So the vibe and the energy that comes over, it was just, it always blew my mind. And then when I got into the sport and started working in it, I was like, wow, what is going on? This has actually been at my fingertips my whole life. And now I'm only really appreciating what it really is. And I, I, there's just been no going back since then. So that was first time I worked on it was 2007 when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Child <Yeah>. labor laws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there's something about I, Honda said it best when they had their slogan, you know, uh, you meet a bet, you meet the best people on a Honda. I just think you meet the best people. And and when you deal with motorsports, particularly yeah. motorcycling, because there's yeah. something about I've never seen. Like, uh, I think only this time when we were in Valencia, some guy, he got into it with security trying to come in and she got mad and said something to him. That was the only time I've ever seen anything kind of like that. I mean, it wasn't even even bad. It was just, she goes, I think she pointed her finger at him, told him to leave and he got mad and said something, but not mad, mad, but that's the only time anything's ever happened. And that's not even even happened. But everybody's always in such a great mood because there's people sharing their passion. I mean, we're yeah. freezing to death and we're watching the greatest mo motorcyclers in the world and we're like the biggest nerds. And there's nothing but a nerd fest for two wheels and that sound and that smell of the bikes never gets old it's amazing have you been the Alman tt not yet yeah. i'm waiting for i'm waiting for uh hayley coxon to invite me oh, over yes i will be your tour guide <laughs> honestly when you the, the the feeling you've got there for motorcycling and motorsport when you come and experience the tt like i can't do it justice just trying to explain You've got to, when you come and feel it, that's it. Then you, there's no way you won't be coming back. But it's just another breed. It's another breed of of mindset. It's another breed of human being that's into it, that watches it, that races in it. It's just, it's insane. And that, that kind of next level of community aspect in the road racing community is just so raw and so beautiful. And, and I, I just, I love it. Love it. When did when did you when did it really really take hold where you were like oh I I live for this because sometimes like uh, I said you know like when you're like a kid and you're working this is cool it's cool but when did it just become like oh my god this is my soul definitely when I when I worked in it when I got access to it from a different angle and I was learning more about just the fluffy part of you know like the night the, the cool part of it I was learning more of and connecting with, I fell in love with the people even more so, the people in and around the sport um, and, and the lives of the people that commit their lives. You know, like as soon as the TT for, for everyone involved, anyone racing in it, as soon as the TT's finished, the, they call it, um, uh, their, their calendar goes from June to June, right? Because <laughs> they're waiting for the next TT. So that's like the counting the days for the next TT, they're preparing for the next TT. That is their chosen lifestyle. So it's it's just incredible, and it bl it blows my mind the people that commit their lives to that. It's honourable, and yeah. So GP or TT, if you had to pick. TT. You know, I get I get that from everybody, and I have to experience that. I'm just like a, I mean, I know it's you know it's times and everything, and and, and I res and I definitely respect it. Um, I, but I just grew up like you know with the racing aspect of a, on a road racing track, which I totally respect. TT, and I have to go. I just feel like I have to because, like I said, nothing but great great people go over there and they experience. And I know a couple of racers and who like what racers stick out to your mind. Like not even the best, but what racers to you you have a, like a kinship with? You think? 
Uh, current or past or both? Both. Yeah, I'd say, um, so right now for me, kind of in my generation has obviously been watching like John McGuinness at the Alaman TT oh, and what yes. he's achieved at the Alaman TT, right? And then the character that he is and the personality he brings to the sport as well. Um, and then Guy Martin was someone who used to bring personality. And then you got like Davey Todd, the younger kind of generation coming up. He's incredible what he's doing on the bike. But then Peter Hickman, he's smashed record after record. And he's just, you know, he's he's set to be the new king in the mountain for sure because of what he's been achieving on that BMW. Um, and who knows what he's going to do next. Uh, yeah, who knows what he's going to do next year. So, yeah, definitely those guys. But uh, previously, uh, you know, like Carl Fogarty, Steve Hislop, these legend guys that raced in world championships as well as in the TT. And um, Mike Halewood was one of the classic who was way before my time. But what he did in the sport, um, and I think making a movie on his life now, Eric Banner's set to be supposed to be playing him but it's been talked about for years but i don't know how far they are with that project but that would just be an amazing story to be told i hope he has a black friend i would love to be in that movie you know if mike hill had a black friend just put me in it now i'll, I'll be absolutely <laughs> you know the, the <laughs> mike's bike mike's black friend they didn't talk about i love <laughs> i love him to write me into that movie you know what i mean i, I don't know mike had a black friend yeah and the one they didn't talk about he definitely did he definitely did <laughs> And that right there, just mentioning movies, that's where I feel like you're living the best life because when you're not be doing motorsports, being a presenter, you're also working in a movie, bit, which is, that is my dream to be an actor. So when I saw that you did that, I go, oh my God, she is the female me. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, because I know there's movies uh, being shot on the Isle of Man. Like what movies have been shot on the Isle of Man, by the way? There's, there's been loads. I mean, because they were getting tax breaks for many years and now it's kind of changed. So they're missing out on a lot of those projects now. Um, but it was huge industry for many years. So we had like, um, we had the Libertine made over there. So I worked on, that was the first movie I worked on actually. And it was um, uh, Johnny Depp, uh, John Malkovich, um, Tom Hollander. We had this, uh, Johnny Vegas is a British actor. It, incredible cast. Um, then we've had, Jude Law made a movie over there. Um, we've had everyone over there, everyone. And it's a beautiful location for a filming location. And it's a shame that, that they changed the, the benefits for the production. So like they just shot a, a new TV series that was based in the Isle of Man, but they shot it in Wales, in England, just near England, because mm. it was cheaper to do it rather than there was no breaks in the Isle of Man anymore, whereas over here there is in the mainland. So... Yeah, it's a shame it's gone, but it was exciting for me at the time when I could be a part of it, definitely. Are, are, are you a movie buff? Do you like movies? Yeah, love my what? movies. Okay, who's your favorite actors, actresses? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, um, Daniel Day-Lewis oh is God. definitely one. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, he's incredible. Um, Marlon Brando was a great one for me. Um, you go classic. Now. 
I love that. You go classic. I love yeah. that. You're mentioned. I mean, I like them all, but yeah, you're mentioned dudes like, yes. I mean, most people mention the now, but people don't realize how great Daniel Day Lewis. He wow. lives the part. When he did Lincoln, I'm saying this only because my my producer is like in his early 20s and he didn't know that. Daniel Day Lewis, when he did the movie Lincoln, he literally told Steven Spielberg, he goes, wait a year. And he went and lived in the same town he did. I mean, he gets into the role and then uh, call me Abraham. He literally is that committed to the part yeah yeah he's, he's just phenomenal so you can name so many movies that he's done and he's just he's another level isn't he? he's a, he's a different breed he's a unique breed for sure um but the so the podcast i'm going to invite you on that i have is i named it after it, it's a twist on rebel without a cause so james d that movie i loved and of so course. I call my mindset, Limitless Mindset Podcast, Rebel Without a Limit. I had to do it. I've got like Steve McQueen behind me there. Man, I want to be the black Steve McQueen. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm, I always want to be myself, but honestly, motorcycles and do movies. I mean, to oh, me, man. that is the great. That's why, that's why Tom Cruise is one of my favorites because every movie he has a motorcycle. That's all yeah. I want to do. I think the yeah. great, what I want to do is I want to be like, I know you don't, well, you might remember this movie called The California Kid. You remember that movie? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. I thought the greatest scene was at the very end when you knew he hooked up with that waitress and, you know, he did all classy on TV and he was leaving town and she was wiping that counter. He goes, bomb, bomb. And he took away and she was like, mm. and, she, <laughs> and, she kept, and she kept on wiping that table. And that just lets you know what happened and how cool it was. That was, like, that was his way of saying, hey, thanks for the good times. You take care of yourself. And, she, and that was her way of going, yeah, you do. I lo- and I just want to be that rebel that comes into town and you be like the waitress and like, you know, and we, and, and, and it's in the now. So it's sign not like, ex- oh, sign you up. Well, let's get it done now. We can, we can shoot this shit next week. <laughs> don't, don't promise me a good time. I'll be over in Liverpool in like two, in about two days. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be, the, I'll be on a motorcycle and I'll pass by and I'll go, bomb, bomb. And you'll be like, then I go. Oh, and I, no, what I'll, kind of motorcycle would it be? Let me ask you that. It's got to be a duck. Ducati, baby. Ducati. Mm-hmm. A Ducati right. multi. Ducati, and I'll wheelie out of town. I'll, I'll go bump, bump, and I'll wheelie, and then I'll put the leg over and then give me a head nod with the mirror tint. What? Come on now. You'd be Boom. like, you'd be like, oh my God. Is it oh just my. got hot in here? Oh, damn. Hold on. Wyatt, go to bed. Go to bed, Wyatt. <laughs> Grown folks is talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be the greatest movie ever it yeah, really would it be absolutely I, was. And have you ever tried acting i mean like in a little yeah, bit yeah i have actually yeah i've tried a little bit of it um i've dabbled and i loved it um but the the presenting for me just kind of that was that was my baby um and the the acting i loved but it just felt like the the presenting was more accessible to me and i, and I was more committed to that um and I like being behind the camera and the film and the movie set, really. As much as it was nice to do stuff in, in front of the camera, I like being behind. Well, you can still do both. I mean, like I said, that's yeah. the great thing about now. You can still do both. There's, there's, yeah. It's almost like you said in your podcast. It's limitless. Don't hold yeah. yourself back. I mean, honestly, you have movie star great looks. You have, uh, honestly, you have movie star great looks. Beautiful inside and out as a person. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you tell your story to the viewers because I, watching you, 
Oh my gosh, I just fell even more in infatuation with you. The, the good kind, not the kind you have to call the police on, <laughs> but the good kind of infatuation where it's like you're in a motorcycle, so bam, you got the great looks, bam, and you have substance behind that. And that's mm-hmm. what makes you fa- fascinating. You have substance. And I, I know a little bit about your upbringing, a little bit about what you've been through and, and, you know, and how you come out the other side and how your life did a 180. And I just think you're living your best life. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. what makes you so fascinating to me. Like growing up, what was the goal growing up for you at first, initially? To travel, you know. I wanted to travel. Um, and I wanted to 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 just choose a life of happiness, really. Um, there'd been a lot of, I'd recognize a lot of pain around me growing up, really. And I, I was it naturally, instead of me being sucked into that pain, I was as naturally wanting to be the complete opposite to it um so it's trying to create make choices that really make me feel happy and authentic as much as possibly could and then and to travel and to be not just accept but to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone and that's why I couldn't like I love the Isle of Man so much it means so much to me and I grew up there and I was very grateful to be from there but you know I, I've been, I've traveled, I've left when I was 18 and I've lived in all different places. I've been in the States, I've been in the UK, I've been all over. And I've loved that, that person that, that it's made me become by doing that. If I would have stayed on the Isle of Man, I would never have become the person that I am. So it was to step outside my comfort zone and be happy really and keep, keep feeding my fire, which I didn't even realize I, I was doing that as a youngster. And I, I talk about doing that all the time now, but it's like kind of reconnecting with that and showing people how to do that as well. It's just, yeah, how, I love it. How have you changed? I mean, you said, you know, you, I mean, traveling does and meeting different people yeah. from different backgrounds changes, you know, you, at least it should. It should help you grow as a person. It should. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I think it's something wrong with you as a person. If you don't mm-hmm. meet people from different lifestyles and, and travel and you don't grow, I mean, it's like, what? So how did you change from the girl you were at 18 on the Island Man, maybe, you know, a little bit of sheltered and what you saw, whatever, to how you are now? How would you say? I'd say um, everything is possible. You know, when you really kind of push yourself and you re- you really choose to do something, don't it's choosing the language of um, yes, I can do it rather than restricting myself or what if this and what. But it's going, yeah, go for it. Yes, do it. Book that. Go there. Do this. You know, like I wasn't supposed to be there last weekend. I was supposed to. I was supposed to be heading home on the Friday. I had I was testing last week with the team that I work with in Hareth, and then I was supposed to go home on the Friday morning, but. I was getting pushed into go to MotoGP, and if I didn't, I wouldn't have done that, and I wouldn't have challenged myself to just jump on the train and get there and enjoy my crew there. I wouldn't have met you, and I wouldn't, wouldn't have been doing this. I was going to say the same thing. I didn't want you to stop the podcast and get off and then call the police and they come arrest me, but I thought that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be that I went back to the party at four in the morning, and what do I find at four in the morning? Usually find like, hey, let's go home. No, I found the most beautiful woman who, like I said, inside and out, and I was like, oh my God, and look where we are now. Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> look where now, what kind of uh, person were you, uh, like, girl, were you on the Isle of Man? Were you, were you shy? Were you, were you an athlete? Uh, what kind of, what, what kind of person were you yeah, growing up? Yeah, I was an athlete. So I, I, there was a few teams for the Isle of Man I actually competed for. 
Um, I was in the Alaman basketball team, no good really. Alaman volleyball team, I'm not that great. I think they were just desperate for numbers. Um, but I was a sporty person, always a sporty person. And uh, and I love that. I love that community of, you know, just being involved in sports. Um, so, yeah, I was, and funny. I always like to be kind of joking around and be kind of winding people up but from a, a gentle and, and nice place obviously oh definitely but, yeah, yeah the joker and the, and the sporty person um yeah like liking to laugh and being the positive you know the the, the energy really um I think that's always been with me really I always find yeah if I always found and maybe I, I could be wrong but that when you have a positive vibe and you put out a good aura you tend to don't get me wrong bad things do happen but it's like you attract that the same yeah. positive vibes to you, and and That's you're fun. you're gonna account on a little bit of bullshit, but for the most part, you just meet good people, and it just that vibe keeps going, and yeah. and I mean that it, it's you you put out good things in the, uh you try to speak nothing but good things, put good things out, and good things come back. Yeah, absolutely. That Nikola Tesla quote. What is it? Um, if you want to discover the the secrets of the universe, think in energy, frequency, and vibration. Yes. And it is it's all about that, isn't it? It's it's what you give out is what you what you will get back. Matter of fact, the group Tesla said that in a song, remember? You, mm-hmm. Do you ever listen to Tesla? The rock and roll group no. Tesla? No. Uh, no. What you give. Uh, you go, uh, hold on. You're the one who makes me happy. Baby, you're the one that makes me smile. Anyway, they, they have a song that, uh, uh, what you get, what you give. Damn it, I can't say that because your beauty so Tesla, is distracting I'm going to check them out. I've never heard of them. You never heard of Tesla no. before? No, no. Oh my God, Tesla is a rock and roll band from the 80s who kicked ass. I mean, wow. yes, you got to listen to uh, what you give. And I think, and I really think some of their th- stuff, that quote you just said, is in one of their songs. So their their band was basically uh-huh. a little bit based on Nikolai Tesla. And that's how I told uh-huh. you to read Project 369. Yeah. Because it, it all deals with the universe and the positive vibe. And you can say your affirmations, but you have to feel them for them to come true. Absolutely. And, yeah, and a, a perfect example was yesterday. Me and my roommate were not getting along, and to the point of like we had, we weren't talking at all. And I was just like, ah. Oh. And I just kept saying, "We're gonna get along today. We're gonna get along better today. We're gonna get along better." And this morning was the first time we talked in like three days, and it was like, okay. And it worked. But if you put out those good vibes, and I try to feel it, and I was trying to feel it, and and it worked, and it's just amazing. You got to get the book Project Three Six Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm on it. It's on my list, and I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna do it straight after this. Listen to Tesla. Order it. Listen to Tesla. Tesla Mm. is a rock and roll band that just kicked ass. And what you give by Tesla will make you just, you'll you'll be headbanging. And I mean, you'll be headbanging. If I I had the hair, if I had the hair, you would believe me. Trust me, if I had the hair, you would believe me. I never never ask you this, but it is kind of personal. You could tell me to, you know, uh, move on or whatever. But do you have any kids or, or anything? No. No, I don't. I don't have any children. Um, I love kids, though. I love it. But it's just the way my life's kind of worked out. I've not had I've not had kids. You know, I, I feel um, the same way. Yeah, it's like I love my life and I love kids, but it's like I travel so much and I like it. It does yeah. get a bit lonely sometimes, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'd like, I think I see kids in my life at some point. I just don't know how that will be and when that will be. But um, it freaks me out. Like, you would have asked me 10 years ago. I just had this conversation a couple of days ago with someone. 
um, and they asked if I want to have kids. And I, well, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have gone, yeah, absolutely. This is, it's part of my, my story that I'm meant to be a mother. And, and then now it's like, I really love my life. I really yeah. do. And I, but then the legacy you can leave in your children is, is the most phenomenal thing, isn't it? You know, like my nan passed away last year. And I remember sitting in the funeral car with the family. I remember looking around and thinking, wow, look what this woman's left behind. Look at these little bubbles of lives and impacts that these people are having on this universe, on the world. And and it came from that one lady. And I think, wow, okay, maybe maybe we should stop having fun and trying to run the world and stuff. <laughs> Being a bit more, yeah, grounded. Now I'm grounded, but you know what I mean, don't you? I know, yeah. Can, externally, external pressures can put you in that place of maybe this is what I should be doing. I can't stand that word, but... Is it what I want to do? Exactly, man. You know, so many yeah. people try to push you towards something that you don't really like. Like, you ever have somebody go, "You should go out with this guy," and you're thinking, "Not really," and and they push you toward it, and it's it's not really working. But they're all that it's external pressure, and it's like, "No, nah, I kind of like my life the way it is." And only I think people who travel a lot, who are really happy in their solitude, understand mm-hmm. it. I mean, people don't understand. Like, hey, listen. You know, I, 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 you guys, I'm not down in your life. I think it's great that you have a, a wife and a kid or whatever and, and a dog and the picket fence or whatever. That's beautiful. And I respect it, but that's just not me. I like maybe being home maybe three days. And the fourth day, I'm twitching like Elvis to where I got to pack this suitcase and get somewhere. And, you know, and... <laughs> They don't understand that. Only people that travel understand that. I mean, I have no mm-hmm. problem being in a hotel room by myself, watching the MotoGP race or doing whatever. I'm happy that way. Me too. I love it. I love it. When you find peace in that solitude and and the gratitude in the solitude as well, it's, it's so yes. powerful, isn't it? The gratitude in the solitude. My, yes, exactly. Gratitude in the solitude. That is a great quote to have. Uh, now, yeah. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you should put that on a t-shirt. More people will look at you than me, but they t- you should put that on a t-shirt. You really should. <laughs> the gratitude in the solitude. Now, did you find that? And I know that you've experimented. That sounds, I don't know if that sounds bad, but I know you experimented you ayahuasca. I know yeah. you went to the jungles and yeah. you did that. And I, that story to me is so fascinating. I want you to tell it because I cannot do it justice because it, that really intrigued me. And I was thinking about doing the same thing myself. I um. I, it's coming up to 10 years ago, actually, when I when I first did that. Um, I was, my dad in the States, he, he was, he got sick and he was working with a naturopath in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I started to kind of look at holistic things for myself to try and help with my healing because he eventually passed. And so I was going through a bit of a revamp in who I was, reassessing who I was, et cetera. And I just found myself on this website of this um, ayahuasca the temple of the way of light in Peru. And I just was like, wow. And it blew my mind. And, um, my ex boyfriend at the time, he was going through a bunch of different stuff and I sent it to him and he was like, I have to do this. This is, this is for me. And, um, he booked himself on for that first Christmas, but the first Christmas that my dad and I just thought, I can't even think about what I'm doing tomorrow. Never mind that first Christmas. So I moved, I went back home and I was with him. We got back together and I was helping him. You have to prepare a special diet, a certain lifestyle, and it was completely full. I, I could never get on it. I was trying to get on it. I was trying to join him. And then three days before someone canceled, I just always knew I was going on it. I always knew I was, I was preparing. I was listening. I was reading. I was, I was in the, in the zone. And then three days before I was like, boom, there we go. I'm off. I'm going. So I had to travel separately to him, which was great. Cause I was, he booked his months before and I went and I thought I was going for something minor, but 
wow, it was major. It was the most messiest, darkest, challenging, beautiful thing I've ever committed myself to. And um, extremely powerful. I met some amazing people on it. And the, the location, you know, you get yourself cut off from the world. You're not allowed any contact. You live in a in a wooden hut in the in the jungle. And you work with the shamans who run the ceremonies. We did seven ceremonies in 12 days. And uh, it was just, it was beautiful. And I'm so, that was the beginning of the end of that, finally, of that relationship that was not, not necessarily, wasn't good for me. And the beginning of this, this version of, of me, for sure. I mean, I'm way further from there, but it was the new, it was the new path. It was that self-love that I felt from working with the plant was nothing like I'd ever felt before. It was stunning and uh, so powerful. So, yeah. When did you know that it was work? I mean, did you go in with an open mind or, did you, or was there a little bit of skepticism? No, 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 no. I definitely went in with an open mind because I've had um, those experiences with other techniques that I kind of had. And I just thought, no, this is, um, I went in with open mind, but I went in thinking that I, w- I wouldn't really get, it'd be a nice experience for me. Mm-hmm. Be a night, I'll be a night, I'll be So I, I didn't want to be at home at Christmas time. Um, I wanted to be away. It was over Christmas period. So I, I just thought, let's get away. It'd be a nice trip. Go and live in the jungle. I don't want to have to speak to anyone over Christmas. It'll be lovely. And then, you know, boom. <laughs> wow. Okay. No. <laughs> I dove right in and it was uh, incredible. Yeah. What, what's the one memory from that, that that sticks out? That the one, I mean, I know it, it was a whole experience, but what's the mm. one thing that you remember that, that bam, it hits you? The, the one thing, I remember arriving at the retreat and you 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 have to get a boat up the river an hour and a half and then we had to hike up the jungle for about an hour and a half and then they have these the the centers run with the local tribe and it but it was built by westerners so you have the westerners that help them run facilitate but obviously the the tribe um run the ceremonies so i remember the westerners just being there as we arrived and they had the purest purest of eyes just so clear and sparkling and I just remember thinking I was it was took me back I just thought wow they just look so clear and so present and light they felt really light to me too and I just thought wow I would love to leave here like that and I I definitely did wow do you feel like you like you just purged your soul yeah, definitely. I purged <laughs> in every way possible. <laughs> it's a messy old process. It's not pretty. No. Oh my goodness. Um, not that, but I, yeah, it's, it, it, I, I saw my dad as well. You know, he came in to two ceremonies, which was beautiful. Um, and it was needed. Uh, so he was there to support me all the way. And uh, the one thing that I'll never forget, and I listen to it um, as background sometimes when I do my yoga is waking up in the Malacca, which is like the, the building that we run the ceremonies in, and you wake up in the morning, you can sleep in there, and you just hear the sounds of the Amazon. So it's like surround sound, so clear. Um, like anything you, you uh, yeah, anything that I've ever experienced here, it was, yeah, absolutely stunning. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. 
I, I can imagine doing yoga in something like that. I mean, cause I mean, I do yoga every day with that. I'm here on, uh, you know, and I did yoga this morning. As a matter of fact, I think right. it's, it, it's such a great way to just calm the mind and the body mm-hmm. and get you where you need to be. And honestly, I think riding a motorcycle, you know, you get in those hairy situations and I, I swear it's helped me go to breathe, even though it's split second, that little, and it calms your heart. Me where normally you'd be like, Hurry! but I just, yeah, yeah. and get through it. You know? It keeps me sane. If I don't do yoga regularly, it's I feel my imbalance in my energy for sure. And it just it makes you just be present. It makes you cut off yes. every everyone else and everything else and just be there with yourself, doesn't it? Yes. Um yeah, it's a, ugh, I trained in it. I went and trained in it last year and it was just yeah, really important part of my my daily routine for sure. What, what when is your birth what month is your birthday? July. July? July, I was, I, I, I was gonna peg you as a uh, as a Gemini because everything yeah. about you, Gem, everything about you is Gemini, and I was it's like, it's weird, isn't it? And yeah. I, I've always it, thought with cancer, I, I, up until recently, I've always thought it's not me, it's not me, but it is. There are very much the sensitivity and all of that, you know, the intuition that's definitely me, but there's there's so much of it that isn't me. So maybe I was on the cusp. I was late, though. I was late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see that. I, hey, what did you? Where did you live in the states for a living? Where did you live? Um, well, my dad's when he first moved there it was Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, and then in California. So dad moved to the North the Pacific Northwest, but my uncle was in Southern California in Laguna. Um, so I was there for a little while as well. Laguna's um, beautiful. Laguna's beautiful. Mm, it's nice. Yeah, it is. It's, it it's is. no Isle of Man, it's but it's nice. Pacific Northwest as well. It's stunning, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's beautiful. The Dales. You've been to the Dales. Uh, no, the Dales are in Wisconsin, but you ever Dales been to? Wisconsin, Dales, uh, but there's, uh, what do they call it? There's, oh, we're doing Pacific Northwest. It's like if you go. Uh, PCH. Not PCH, yeah. but but if you land like in Oregon, in Portland, and you go east, uh, what's it called? It's not the Dales either, but it's it's something like that. I forget what it's called, but that road, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful. No one talks about mm-hmm. how beautiful that is. Mm-hmm. Go east and go up through the mountains and uh, like Mount, there's Mount Rainier, uh, yeah. uh, down Bend, Oregon. It's some of the best yeah. riding. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And Just Helens, St. Mount, St. Mount St. Helens. Helens, yeah. Mount St. Helens. Yeah, do you remember when it blew up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And a few people, and then the people died on there, didn't they? Yeah. One of the most hair, I mean, I, I, I was a kid. I think I was in sixth grade when it happened. I remember seeing the newspaper and it showed bit by bit uh, the mountain just literally blowing up. And they did a movie. And when, in one of those movies, even though movies can be cheesy, there's always something you can take from them. And I remember him, this, I remember this scene and I lived my life by that scene. I tried to. When the guy tells the guy, I think he's like one of those uh, earthquake or volcano people. And he's like, you know, a scientist that is. <laughs> the volcano people. He's a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a scientist. <laughs> Volcano people. Oh my God. I sound like an Okie from a Skogie, but he's interviewing, he's interviewing, uh, just talking to a guy, uh, one of the locals. And he goes, man, he go, you don't know when you're going to die, but all I want to do is, it, you know, at the end, I don't want to go, oh God, if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that. And I remember it just sticking to me. And I remember that. And I remember that scene and they interspiced uh, like the movie and actually documentary footage. And like the guy was on the mountain and all of a sudden he goes, duh, 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 and it was about to blow up and he goes, <gasps> and it blew up. And then the next scene is actually the, the, uh, the real scene of a hiker going and it, it's just pitch black dark and you can see a little bit of light. And he goes, at this moment in time, I actually think I'm dead. 
because he was walking mm-hmm. and it was pitch black. And that that shit made me, I was horrified. I was like, I was like 12 years old. We're like, <gasps> but I just remember you got to live your life because if you don't, because you don't know when it's going to end. And you don't freaking lately and, and being in the sport, being in and loving motorsport, you're constantly reminded of that, aren't you? It's like, oh my god, yeah, the stuff that can happen, I and mean, it can happen everywhere. People die every day from all sorts of from every in every way possible. But the sport being in it, it reminds you to be alive every day, doesn't it? And appreciate being alive and to live, really live and and. Because, yeah, it, it's precious. Life Pe- is precious, and you do not know what's around the corner. People may think they're crazy, but I think Marco Simoncelli's dad said it best. He goes, yeah, my son died, but he lived more in his 20-whatever mm. years of, of life racing than some people in their entire lives. Yeah. And it's the truth. I mean, you might think they're crazy, but, man, they're living. I mean, they're in the present. You can't help but be in the present mm-hmm. where you're going 170 miles an hour and there's a tree about five five centimeters from you. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I know. It's, um, I worked uh, last year. I um, did a report on the sidecars for TT. So I did the sidecars on the TT and then I was um, doing some other work for the solos too, but um, we were doing the lives for the sidecars. And um, last year we lost, we lost four of the sidecar guys at TT, two crashed in the same spot. Um, and then we lost a couple of the solo guys as well. And it's just like, after it, I just I don't think I can do this. I think I'm getting too old. I've lost too many people. But, um, then when you process it and you, and you, I'm so grateful for, to have been working in it. I'm so grateful to have been able to support people in it. And I'm so grateful that they remind me, wow, I am so lucky to be here. I'm so lucky to be living this. I'm so lucky to be able to be enjoying this. So I'm going to keep doing it because I freaking love it. And it lights me up every time I, I go to an event, every time I work on something. I love it. What haven't you done yet that you want to do? Mm, professionally or personally? Both. Uh, um, uh, personally, there's still so much traveling I want to do. Where do you want to go? For sure. Uh, more South America. Oh, like where? Brazil? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do Brazil. Kind of you- like Central as well. I'd love to do Central. Um, and then uh, China. I'd love for, I did a bit. We went racing. I raced in China. I worked on something there once. And it just spiritually, I felt like my connection to it. I don't know why. So I'd love to go back and explore that and 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 see it a little bit more. Um, but work-wise, oh. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I, I, what I haven't done is I haven't put enough into my own podcast. And that's what I want to do. I want that to thrive. And I want to travel with the podcast. I want to go on the road with the podcast. I love what you did with that uh, the soccer player from uh, the place for Liverpool now. But uh, what's her name? Uh, Blonde. Yeah, Gemma. My God, I love that. That was so good. Um, I did. I really loved that and, and how she talked and how her parents, were, were, uh, you know, helped her through the whole time. She would maybe play five or six times a week and her, her and her dad drove, what, four hours to her practice. Yeah. And man, yeah. I love that. That's and passion. Then, and and then, had that support system. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? And she's doing so well now. She's back here at Liverpool. She's just smashing smashing it. She's just such an amazing girl. And yeah, she wants to do another, I'm hoping to do another one with her, a follow-up to see how she's doing. But yeah, great for all the young ladies out there and, and also older ladies. Very inspiring. Um, but thank you. Thanks. No, I, I appreciate you. And I'm glad you said that. And I, I don't, it's like, 
I'm all for the, it's hard to say without, it sounds like I'm uh, being uh, condescending, but I mean, I'm all for the women's uh, uh, movement and, you know, the equality, but I just do it as I think it's, yeah, well, of course. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, oh man, they're women. I think, it, of course, they should be heralded for what they're doing. But when they're women, I, there's something about me that makes me go, I give them a little more, yes. You know, I want to see that. I think, I, I hate that the stuff in the United States on TV, like the Bachelorette and all that shit, and yeah. the, the real wife, housewives of the who gives a shit. I, I hate that. I really do. I want to see more women in athlete and athletics, more women yeah. like doing what you do because it's like what you're doing shows girls, man. There's there's another way. You you can still yeah. have your femininity. You'll still have men. You know, if you want a boyfriend, whatever. Which is not bad, nothing bad about that. But you can still do that and still be yourself. I feel a lot of women sometimes hide who they really are just so they can get a man. You know, and like my. Dad would say, well, you got a man, but he ain't shit. You know, so, I mean, you, might, you know what I mean? You might, if you just be who you are in what you're doing and investing yourself and follow your heart like you are, you'll find somebody. And I'm, no, if I don't, I'm sure you have your set of suitors after you because you're like almost a perfect female, like you're independent, but it's like, you can't tie her down. You know, like, oh, she's my kind of woman and yeah. you're independent. But, you know, so I love, that's why I love what you're doing. Love it. Yeah. And I thank hope you, you thank you. I, I always like uh, authenticity is sexy. There's another one for your t-shirt. Oh, so, oh, oh <laughs> authenticity girl. is sexy, but it oh, is, dang. isn't it? When you see someone living authentically, male, female, uh, whoever, whoever you are, however you're living, as long as you're living authentically and feeding your fire while you're doing it, and with integrity as well. I mean, boom. Who feeds your fire? What feeds your uh, fire? <laughs> Every day when you uh, wake up, what feeds your fire? Because, I mean, we all have our days, but what feeds you? What gets you out of bed? What's your purpose? Is, um, is positively um, impacting people's lives um, in, in whichever way that I can. Um, so whether it be coaching, teaching, or whether it be presenting and, and giving people a platform to share their story and, and whether it be sport or wellness um, or on my podcast. So definitely that, but what gets me up every day, if I'm being completely honest, is is uh, the loss that I've experienced in life and the, all those people that have, uh, have touched me and inspired me. And I'm still here. I'm still able to be here and live the way that I live and connect to all these incredible people at doing these amazing things and be left with the, the impact they've left with me and the amazing things they've left with me. And I can carry that and share that with others. And I, that is my drive for sure. Who's, who are some of the top people that have in, impacted you? Who, who made the, like the real big impact on you in life? Um, <clears throat> it would be my dad was one of them. Uh, he, the one who went to the States, he was a captain in a fire station there and he was just funny, um, optimistic, positive. They called him the nit Brit. He was just made everyone laugh. Um, he was just silly, silly humor. Uh, he was just like a child, a big child, but he, he felt like home to me. He wasn't always in my life, sadly, because of different things, but he felt, he made me feel safe. He made me feel like home and the connection I had with him was was just beautiful when I finally let him in it was just wonderful so definitely him and how he saw the world and and for him he always wanted to travel but he put it put it off put it off um because he had responsibility to his three kids in the states and there were certain things he always put in the way from actually doing it 
And so then he, then he was gone at 51 and it's like, oh, you would have just loved it. You know, like he, we wanted to go to Le Mans together. I have um, a family that I know that live near Le Mans and I've been lucky enough to work at Le Mans and I've stayed with this family. I remember telling the dad about my dad and he would love it here. I'm going to bring him back. And I remember working on it after he died and I just remember, I knew he was with me. I just think, oh, you know, it's so painful. You're not here, but I know you're here with me, and I know you're cheering me on. And it, and wow, look what I'm doing. You know, it, this this is amazing. So, and he had the love of bikes and racing, and he loved what I did. Um, he got it. He got that. He, he just loved it. We went. I remember we were in Portland. We went to you know the raceway in Portland, and I was there um, when he was sick. We went. They had a rally. Rally America was there. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, we got to go check it out. Um, you know, he, there's a, a Manx guy racing, and uh, it was um, Mark Higgins. Uh, he used to be my neighbor. He used to live three doors down from me on the Isle of Man, and he dominated in America, and he obviously raced in the UK as well. And um, like, Dad, let's go see if we can see him. So we went, and we found our way into the paddock, and then I saw the car with the Isle of Man flag on it. So I went, and then well, there he was. And my dad loved it. He was buzzing up. I was like, hey, he went, oh, my God. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was such an amazing moment to share with him. And then the racing was great. And it was just on his doorstep, really. So that was that was a cool moment to experience with him, definitely. So so I get it now that most of you travel in a way is because your dad couldn't do it. I mean, I, I think a big part of it. Yeah. And then also, you know, when he when he died, I'd taken I'd left the industry. So I, I'd left to go and have some time with him and. And my whole reconnection with my wellness side of it, because of his sickness, it kind of re-imprinted my approach to my wellness, to my my health, and then also how I wanted to impact others through that angle as well and through my wellness brand. So I, I focused on just doing that and I dropped, I disowned my, my motorsport and I, I left it for a little while. And I remember coming back into it through hosting a podcast in lockdown. And when I did... And I remember bringing all these, reconnecting with all these old people that I used to work with. And I'm like, oh my God, here's my fire. Here's my yang, you know, my yeah. my yin was all of that. And that was incredible. But my yang was, was my motorsport and it always will be and it'll always be in me. And that was my fire and it is my fire. And it, and it was linked to him. So it was kind of like part of my healing journey. I've been doing so much work on it. And then when I finally introduced that back into my life, I was like, there it is it's like a full circle and now come back into it through bikes and, and two and three wheels. And it's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I realize what you had to do, but yeah, you never abandon if that's your love because you can, you can have the yin and the yang, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, why, like you said, I mean, you, you answer your own question. Why, you know, you, you why can't you, you yeah. know, yeah. limitless, you got to think limitless. Yeah. I mean, totally. it, the world is out there. Like I said, it's the greatest time to grow up now because everything is on the table. I mean, everyone's living a different life. And some people look at it negative. I go, no. I said, I look at social media as a positive. Honestly, I, I connect with somebody like you who, I mean, how would I, else would I have met you and still be able to keep in contact with if this would have happened 20, 30 years ago? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, sure. things like that, the positive things you're doing. I, I wouldn't have found that out if I wouldn't have seen you on YouTube with that uh, with uh, on that one podcast talking about how, how 
ayahuasca helped you and helped you do whatever you were going through. I mean, social media, I look at it as the positive, I look on the positive side of everything. And that is the, po- it, it, you, I, I know how to heal my body. And I think mm-hmm. the holistic medicine, that's one of the greatest things ever. The more mm-hmm. I learn, the more I want to learn about that healing yourself. Cause what, everything that can heal you is out in the world and it's through plants and it's through nature. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's that walking, taking a walk in the park, riding a bicycle, riding a motorcycle, getting that, you know, breathing a fresh air or, or, or uh, a vegetable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm, I'm hungry right now, so I'm almost hangry. I can't wait to get home and eat my ramen noodles with with uh, with my impossible sausage, which is fake meat. But anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm hungry right now. So, <laughs> my, yes. My, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but what what else would you could you surprise me with that I don't know about you because I know about the list of what I think is great and I love you know we talked about the the, the passion for motorsports how you grew up but what else is there that I that I wouldn't know that, that is out there that that makes that makes Haley Coxon go um ooh, um I don't have <laughs> Off-roading. I like off-roading, right? So I don't have my license yet, so I can't go riding yet. So I've tried my best to, to try and do what I can off the roads and tried terribly, but um been having great fun trying to do it. So trials, bike riding, a little bit of flat tracking, but did terrible at that. And trials, I've, I've given that a go. But I had a, I've had a few arguments with trees, walked away with many bruises and chunks of mud in my hair. <laughs> yeah, the, the trees win every time. Trees win every time. Trees are the are the Mike Tyson of <laughs> a motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> Trying to give off positive energy. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I yeah, love it. Off roading a little bit. Yeah. On on two or four wheels. Two, two. But I would love to. You know, the dream is to. Oh, I want to try drifting. I want to try rallying. I want yes. to give everything, all of that a go. I'd like to race trucks, you know. I don't know why. Yes. I really like to try and race trucks. <laughs> we, are, we are right here. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to pack my bags. I'm moving to Liverpool. And okay. I'm, I'm going to knock on your door and say, listen, you better let me in. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to knock on you. You think you're, you're laughing now, but in three days, you're going, oh, my God, I think he's here. There's going to be a knock on your door and you go, Oh God, please, please no! And you're gonna open the door and I'll be like, no "I'm here." <laughs> you're gonna be like, security, security. Yes, I think you know what he looks like. Yes, yes, that's him. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I think it's great. You know what? My my uh, the one I live uh, close to my heart is the Dakar. Every time I ride my yeah. motorcycle, if it's raining or whatever d- difficult conditions, I always think of the Dakar, and that's what gets me through. Like I've been in cold weather riding, or and it's raining, I probably should pull over. But I always think of the guys on the Dakar, and that's what gets mm-hmm. me through. That's my, I say, bucket list race that I would love to race mentally in my head. What's yours? Yeah. If you if you had to pick, um, if you had to pick a race, well, that I mean, I would love to go to the Dakar. Not yeah. obviously not to race it, but to work on it would be amazing. Like. Yeah. In uh, 20, 2020 or 2021, was it? I was part of um, the podcast I mentioned, Spirit Motorsport. We sponsored David Knight, our uh, Manx. He was world champion as well. 
um, Enduro. He was over in the state uh, champion over there as well. And we, we sponsored him to send him to the Dakar. Um, he'd always wanted to do it. And the, everyone said, you know, he's never going to finish it. And he did. All he ever wanted to do was finish it. And he did. But we followed his journey along the way. We tried to do live check-ins with him. And they made a little movie on it too. And it was just the most amazing experience to, because I knew of it. But again, until I worked on it, I wasn't fully aware of the the everything behind it everything it's insane isn't it it's insane the commitment from the people in in and it entering it uh, working on it that are moving it around the desert it's just wow what an event it's a spectacle isn't it, it? yes yeah it, it's so yeah. underrated it's so yeah. underrated it's almost it's almost a tour de france for motorcycles for off-road yeah. motorcycles. In a way, yeah. it is. Except for there, there really is no team like, you know, the Tour de France a lead-out person. I mean, it's like you're almost on your own. But I love the mm-hmm. fact that if somebody crashes, you stop and you help them. I, I like that aspect of it. You know, instead of going, hey, man, sorry, but I got to win this race. I mean, you just have to stop mm-hmm. and they and you don't get penalized. I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. So that, that's my That's mine. And then people that you get in it, oh, it's just, it's amazing. I love it. And I like... um. There's something that I've come across recently. It's called, is it FAT International or something, but ice racing? You got to go to Finland. You got to go to Finland. Those guys, oh, I think uh, Ike Io, he's still, he's still uh, ice races. Those guys are crazy up there. Uh, just, uh, it's again, it's another level, isn't it? It's another mindset. The mindset there, again, fascinates me. But how, just as an event, I want to go and experience it, and I'd love to work on it too. So two, three not three wheels, they don't do four, four wheels, isn't it? Four and two. It looks amazing. Looks Go so to Finland. Fun. Go to Finland, do some ice racing. I think that, I mean, honestly, the, they would welcome you with open arms. And I and I think Mickey Kyle, I think he still race, uh, ice races. Those, those the, the Finns don't get the credit they deserve for being great in motorsport. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in Formula One, think about it. That No one knows where it is. No mm. one knows where it is. All I know is a true story. I just remember seeing a documentary where Finland and Russia shared the same lake. And every like six years, Russia decides to take a little bit more of that lake because they can. And Finland does nothing about it. Finland's like, hey, that's not nice. And Russia goes, well, and they're going, you're mean. And they go, yeah, whatever. And they just, they, 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 Russia bullies them and Finland does nothing about it. I saw, it was a documentary, like I'm talking crap about Finland, but, the, but those guys are the greatest race car drivers you think about it, in the world because yeah. the, the ones that they send are great. Except for maybe uh, Valerie Botas, but that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. But still, all of them they sent are great racers. And it's only when it's in the country like this big, this big, mm-hmm. and they're great. Yeah. 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 Have, have, well, you, have you seen a movie called Sizu? Sizu? Sizu. No. You got to watch this movie. It's a, it, 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 it takes place. It, it, it's filmed in the now. It was done last year. It's a great movie. Uh, S-I-Z-Z-O or S-I-S-S-O. And S-I-S-S-O. Okay. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's kind of, it's a little bit tongue in cheek. You'll laugh, but it's incredible. You, it's unbelievable. You have to watch it. And there's no English translation for what that word means, but they do a a great job in the movie and telling you what it's about. You will love it. It, They have some female empowerment movies, uh, a portion of the movie you will love. It's just a great movie. It's fun. It's about an hour 30 and it comes in perfect. You will love the movie. So watch this soon. I'll get that watch this weekend. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna check in on you. I mean, not to stalk you, but I'm gonna check in on you. Make sure you do that. Make sure you listen to Tesla and watch this suit. Yeah, yeah, Tesla. I've got a little list here. <laughs> do list. <laughs> oh, what are you, what are you reading now? What are you reading now? What book are you reading now? 
Um, I'm listening. I listen. Rather, I'm a bit rubbish at reading, so I like to listen. So I'll go out walking every day, and then if I'm cleaning or something like that, I'll, I'll be listening to an audio book. So I've got um, there's two I've got on the go at the minute. One's the Matthew Perry book, and then the other one because um, I'm reading a lot about. I've had these last couple of years. Is a few people around me have been having issues with addictions, um, and so you know. I'm very much reading up on how much I can, you know, how I can help them, etc. And so Matthew Perry, I'm listening to. And then, um, do you know, uh, Stephen Bartlett is a British guy that's got a podcast called The Diary of the CEO. Okay. And he's got a book and it's it's about branding and marketing and how to how to authentically kind of sell yourself. And so it's, it's trying to do that to set my my wellness brand up a bit more with my podcast. So I'm trying to do that. But I have my book here um, that I keep. I've just had a, a guy staying. I do Airbnb, and I've just I've been introducing him to a bunch of my books, and he's just been changed by my my game changer. So I had two game changer books when I started my journey of um, recalibrating. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Power of Now, and then yes, uh, 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 the Infinite Self. Thirty three steps to reclaiming your infinite self. Uh, phenomenal by Stuart Wilde. I think that's where we connected because I said, I said yeah. to me, my recalibrate is the secret. Yeah. The secret yeah, always gets secret. me back and the Project 369. It, those two mm-hmm. always. And I think going old school, they got me around on the right track was the, um, the Power of Positive Thinking by uh, Norman Vincent Peale. Yeah. And, and that was just, it was simple, but it is so right. And I remember reading that and I just felt so good and it just goes, gets those positive vibrations out there. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Trying to stay positive, especially positive doing a negative, you know, then a negative storm that's going to come, it's always coming, but it, you know, but I think that's the umbrella that keeps the negative rain off you, you know, it keeps you dry for the negativity. You're not going to be, you know, come unscathed. No one gets through this life without being a little dinned up, whatever, but it keeps it away from me. It gets that positive vibration. That's what it's all about. You know, love it, love it. So oh, you're getting the picture taken. I can see <laughs> you see, you see what I'm talking about, right? Isn't it great? That's why I love this. That's why I love this. This is great. So, uh, so, <laughs> so if I could, if you could pick five people who would be your dream, dream, say, yeah, have on your podcast, five people that you would love that podcast, and then pick their brains right now. Who would it Ooh, be? Okay. Um, top of the hit. Top of the hit. I would go uh, Mark Cavendish. Do you know who he is? He's a, he's a Duh, psychist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello. Come on now. You know I get around. <laughs> Are they dead or alive? Can I do dead? I'm done alive. I guess it's got to be alive, isn't it? Well, um, unless you get unless you get a Ouija board, you can summon up, summon up a, a soul. Exactly. You never know. You might be good. Imagine interviewing Steve McQueen. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, him and then um, female races. Uh, probably like uh, Anna Karas, Kar- Karas- Karasco. Carrasco. Yeah, I never say her name right. Uh, Dan- <laughs> Danica. Pa- Danica. Pa- I I want her on so bad. I hit her. I hit her up, but nothing. But I think you, it'd be better with you. You could do it. But I hit her. But that, that means nothing. I'm not trying to call her out. But nothing. But still, you know. I mean, I still love her. I, I love what she does. I love to talk to her and pick her brain about what it's like. You know, because you get so much negative talk about her, but that's from other people. You never know until you talk to the person. You know, so yeah. I, but I love what she's doing with her platform. Like she's, I do too. She's got this amazing career because I was looking for so long because I, I have these different podcasts, but all of the podcasts that I've always listened to predominantly have all been male. And I just couldn't find a one, a female one that I resonated with. And obviously, I know who she is and she's incredible. And I didn't, I thought the podcast was just going to be motorsport people. 
but it isn't and the platform and how she's using it and what she's it's just fantastic and and i love the people that she's interviewing it's just it's so important and it's great that she's using her platform in that way or her profile in that way yeah definitely and who else that's um, three that's three pardon that's three that's cavendish carrasco patrick who else get two more Oh, um, um, oh, bloody hell. Um, I'd say it'd have to be a TT guy. So I'd have to say, um, probably like Davey Todd, to be honest. I'd like to, because I know his mindset. Um, so that would be pretty cool to have him on there. Um, and then my last one would be. Um, oh God, I don't know, like it'd have to be a practitioner of some sort, um, who inspires me, who would be completely off scale. But again, it's about being, having a limitless mind. Exactly. Um, So it would be Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle to, to tap into his head and tap into his brain and have a chat with him. And, uh, that would be pretty, pretty insane. I, I, learn, learn how people tick and, and the, like I said, how the mind works with other people. Mm. I, I love that. And you could like, you know, kind of cherry pick what worked for mm. you. And that's beautiful about life is that you can read all these books and some like, there's always a, that little bit from a book. It might be just one sentence. You might didn't like the book, but that one sentence helps you. And that's what I love about just talking to people and just cherry picking to make you the person you are. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that's mm. beautiful, man. What yeah. a great, what a great talk. Love it. No, no, thank you. I Thank you for coming on. I mean it from the bottom no, of my thank heart. thank you. I, I really do. It, it was everything I thought it was going to be. It really was. I knew you were going to be, I, I knew you were going to be great. I just knew from the, from the moment I talked to you, I couldn't wait to talk to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that mm-hmm. environment was great, but it wasn't conducive to how I wanted to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a great yeah. environment, but it's like, and if it was in America, I would have said, hey, let's go to Denny's and get some coffee and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. you'd have been yeah. like, yeah, right. I mean, and I would have been, no, seriously. <laughs> you'd have been like, yeah, I know what you want. I go, no, I just want to talk. So, yeah. Was I'm it gonna... really 4 a.m. as well? Was it 4 a.m.? Trust me, wow. I know. Trust me, I know. Because I walked in wow. like, hey, it's 4 a.m., girls. You see what I look like. Come on now. What's up? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I was doing my best. I was doing my best. <laughs> but I guess my best wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for talking. Thank you so much for talking to me. And, and the name of your podcast is going to be The Mindset Rebel, right? No, no, no. It's called uh, Rebel Without a Limit. Rebel Without a Limit. Rebel Without a Limit. And it's um, it, it's on Instagram and it's on YouTube already. I haven't got the audio stripped off. I've just got it as a, an actual show um, on the YouTube channel, Rebel Without a Limit YouTube channel. And so I've, already subscri- I've already subscribed. I've already subscribed. people on there. You've, you've seen Gemma. I've got Rally Driver on there. I've got two of the sidecar guys. So the, the sidecar one is brilliant. Um, the driver and the sidecar uh, team, he's the only one in history in the Alaman TT to enter every single class. So the crazy wow. man is, uh, yeah, and he did that last year and this year. He's in the RAF, actually. He's in the Falklands at the minute. Um, but, yeah, mad. So I, I've got lots of people there that I'm, I've got on my list to to pin down and get recorded. So I'm going to start recording again in January. But I love doing it as a live, so you can tune into it live and get involved in the conversation. 
Well, I'm already subscribed to it. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I, I, you know, if, if somebody takes time to talk to me and be my guest and take time out of your busy schedule, I think that's the least I could do. I mean, honestly, uh, it, it well, could, you're going to come on it. Hell, get you on it. Oh, oh, duh. I mean, duh, oh. duh, <laughs> of course, of course. At the end of the day, at the end of your lovely life, I mean, hopefully it won't be in for a long, long, long time. At the end of the day, what do you want people to say about Haley Coxon on her, on your gravestone? She, she smiled, she loved, and, um, she, and it sounds cheesy, but she lived her her best and most authentic life. Beautiful. And I mean that, that I don't care what people say, you like what you like. I like Nickelback and people don't like them to hell with them. And I think that's beautiful. (laughs) I know it's beautiful. You got a beautiful smile, but you have a more beautiful heart. And I eat, oh. and it shines through. It's authentic. There's nothing made up about it. God damn it. I wish you the best in life. And I hope to see you again sooner than yeah. later. And I mean for that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Come to the TT next year. I, can't, I would love to, you know how life is, but man, I would love to. I would love to spend time and you tell me about this and that. And, and then we have some, um, I don't know, have something to eat because I like to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we'll do that. So thank you thank so you. much again for being on. Thank and. You. And man, I wish you the best in everything. Good luck with your podcast. Look Thank her up, you. Haley Coxon. Follow on Instagram. She would appreciate the follow in her podcast. Please follow her podcast. The name of the podcast again? Rebel Without a Limit. Rebel Without a Limit because she likes James Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Haley. I appreciate thank that. You. I'm BT with Tales from a Gemini. You know how I say it by this time. You know the word. Peace.